You're listening to Marcus Paul. Call Marcus now, 13 12 69. All right, welcome back in. Henschke is, of course, from National Seniors Australia. He joins us on the program. Ian, hello, mate. Oh, hello, Marcus. How are you this morning? Yeah, not bad. Nice to catch up with you again. Uh, look, the intergenerational report is out again. Uh, previous reports have pointed towards a growing population and, and quite possibly a, a problem or two with that in economic terms. Uh, The report yesterday shows the proportion of the population aged 65 and over will rise from the current rate of over 16% to just 20% by 2031. But you say it's a glass half full, not half empty. Well, exactly. Every time they bring out one of these reports, uh, they talk about the economic time bomb of the ageing population. Well, I'll take you back to the first report, which was done by Peter Costello back in 2002. Sure. At that stage, they predicted that there was a huge problem with the uh, age pension because it was going to cost 4.6% of GDP by the year 2042. They were looking 40 years out. Uh, it's about half that now. It's, I think it's about 2.5% of uh, GDP, 24 2.5% of GDP. So why did they get it so wrong? Uh, why did they get a figure out You know that we're only 20 years out from his prediction and we're actually half the amount spent on pensions. Do you think anyone can work out why that might be? No, no. <laughs> well, well, it's because it's, be, it's because people have been paying into superannuation, and even though the government actually slowed the superannuation amount down, people have been paying into superannuation. There's also been a thing called self-managed super funds, where True. I think I think around a million Australians invest in their own superannuation. And as a result, there are more and more and more older Australians who are literally paying their own way. Well, that is now, good. So in yeah. other words, they're not draining our economy. They're actually, um, in fact, value-adding to it. Well, well, I'll, I'll go you back even further. Let's, yeah. let's, go, back, let's go back before that. Uh, we, we were at net, this is a economic terms, but we were net importers of capital. But because of the superannuation system where there's about a trillion dollars invested in it or whatever, you, you, we are now exporters of capital. So all those older Australians that have invested in, in uh, the superannuation have invested in the share market, and that means they've actually boosted the economy. So you can look at an older person and say, are you a drain on the economy or are you actually an asset? And I'm saying as national seniors that we're, we are an asset. I'll give you another example. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a report done almost 10 years ago by a very respected uh, group, Deloitte's, and uh, I think it was Chris Richardson. You sure. would have heard of him, yes. the, the, the economist. Mm-hmm. And he said if we could get older people to uh, work longer in the economy, you could boost uh, GDP. If you'd got 3% increase in the, what they call the participation rate, you'd get about $30 billion a year. If you got 5%, you'd get about $50 billion a year. Now, to put that in perspective, that would cover uh, the <laughs> defence budget, you know, and, True. Or, it would, yeah. or it would cover, you know. So, so how, how, how does that happen? Well, what, you, what we've got at the moment is a system in Australia where if you work more than one day a week, and you're on a pension, you'll lose 50 cents in the dollar. Now, I'm sure you've had people talk, talk to you about that, haven't you? But, yeah. That, if you, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, we've pushed the pension age out, okay? Uh, why, why don't we allow people to work uh, longer? A lot of older Australians want to work longer, but don't punish them for doing that if they're, if they're on a pension. And you'd have a lot of people 
that would contributing would be contributing to the economy. The Canadians, for example, have a system where you can uh, delay getting the pension until you're 70, and they'll give you a higher pension because you've delayed it, you know, by two or three years or whatever. I mean, there's a whole lot of economic levers where you can see older people as an asset rather than seeing them as an economic uh, liability. And I think this is what we, we've learned from the previous uh, intergenerational reports. They haven't actually got the figures uh, correct because they're futurists. Now, this one, again, is saying you've got this problem. Another thing, for example, uh, Marcus, is that they're saying the population is not going to increase. So instead of being uh, 40 million by a certain time, it's going to be 38 million, and we're going to have you know, a couple of million less people. And, well, I mean, is that necessarily a bad thing? There are a lot of people and a lot of economists in Australia, Professor Ian Lowe, for example, and I think yeah. for, uh, he, he's actually said uh, Australia would benefit by having a fewer population, less uh, in, less infrastructure needs to get built. You have less clogging up of the cities. So I'll just I'll just say take the intergenerational report with a pinch of salt and look at older people as being an asset because they do a lot of work, they volunteer, they do all sorts of things. And yet immediately there are a lot of people who jumped out on this and said, ah, oh, we need to look at those old people. They're a problem. Look at them. We've got too many old people compared to young people. Well, Australia seems to have done pretty well uh, moving along, we've actually got fewer old people in Australia than a lot of other countries like Japan, yeah. which also seems to do pretty well economically. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't see why we have a problem. And in Japan, getting back to that idea of getting older people to contribute more, they have what in Japan is called, I think it's the Grey Army. Yes, and they do. Most, yes. And most of their older people keep working. Well, I uh, tend to think the other issue, unfortunately, is that, uh, well... Uh, Japan uh, and other nations, uh, particularly in Europe, they tend to value their seniors far more than we do here in Australia, and I think that's a shame. Ian, it's really good to talk to you about this, mate. Let's catch up soon. Thanks again, Marcus. Thanks. My, my Always pleasure. a pleasure. All right, there he is from National Seniors Australia, their CEO, uh, Ian Henschke, on the intergenerational report. Look, importantly as well, former aged care minister Ken Wyatt recently predicted the number of workers in aged care will rise from 360,000 today to almost a million by 2050. So in other words, it'll create some 600,000 jobs over the next two decades. And that is good, obviously, for our economy.